Oh, it might have been good. Well, uh, first question for you, and um, and uh, I don't. Do we have any more of the folders or the? We've got some folks up here that might. You want to grab those, Al, or somebody, and we've got a handout for you. Got two left. Oh, we have to share here. They're going to have to share. I don't know why you came in here this morning, and and uh, you have had your reasons. Uh, there's other classes and so forth um, that are going on, but uh, uh, as you look at the front of that, um, and if you've got a pen or pencil, and if you don't, that's fine. But if you do. Um, would you just think about this question for just a second? Why are you here? <laughs> and, and I say that more specifically, there's probably could be something on that sheet that uh, is a reason you're here, that you're wanting to, you know, have a purpose of growing in some of these areas. Is there one specific area that you are interested in growing? Would you put an X beside that or circle it or mark it? And I, hopefully there's more than that, but, or in your own mind, at least, you know, what, what is about these habits of grace that you've seen in the bulletin? Is there, is there something there that uh, really uh, stands out that, man, I, I just, I mean, it's 2024, I got this New Year's resolution, I am going to do better at this. And uh, maybe that's maybe that's where you're looking at, and or what you're looking at. But uh, just think about that for just a second, and uh, you know, you, you don't have to pass that on to me or anybody else. But uh, just uh, you and God think about that for just a second. What is there? One or two of those, or, or just one? That what the what? What is it about this class that has you here? All right. Now, with that, with that, let me just tell you this. Perhaps some of you, like me, uh, when you see habits and disciplines and, you know, the year turns over a new calendar, man, I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab these new habits and new disciplines and new, you know, I uh, never been a very good faster, uh, particularly of food, as you can well tell. But, but I'm going to do better, and uh, I am committed to doing better. You know, quite frankly, I'm going to white knuckle this thing, and uh, I'm a pretty determined guy at times, uh, as maybe Teresa can attest to. But uh, um, and, and, and quite frankly, uh, I'm going to have the self discipline the self-discipline to get this done in 2024, all right? And quite frankly, if, uh, if you don't have the discipline, we've got the discipline here. We're going to take care of those habits. You get in the habits right now. Let's, I want you to determine. Well, I say all that kind of in light of the fact that I want to change your mindset here just a little bit. Can I do this? And I hope you are determined. And... Uh, but, but quite frankly, um, I, I like what what uh, David Math has, has to say. Actually, quite frankly, uh, um, it's John Piper that that wrote the preface here in in the Habits of Grace. By the way, I think there's still a few of these out in their library if you want to grab one. And um, 
I want to change your mindset. I'm going to throw this thing away. All right. I'm not going to hit you over the wrist with it. So you guys in the front row can relax a little bit more. But um, but here's kind of what uh, what Piper says. And I like this. And I and I think we need this. I think this is the way God works. And I think this is the way he'll work with habits of grace, your habits of grace. And, and uh, I don't want you to erase what you may have marked there at all. But, uh, but, but think of it this way. And uh, he speaks to uh, some words uh, up top in the actual title. And you've got a, a habits of grace here with a subtitle, Enjoying Jesus Through the Spiritual Disciplines. <laughs> This is it. This is habits of grace, enjoying Jesus through the spiritual disciplines. And what I'd like us to consider for today is this E-word. Because I quite frankly don't think that you can develop habits of grace apart from enjoying Jesus. I don't think we can. Can for a while, maybe. We can white knuckle it for a while. Um, we can be determined. We can, you know, I, some people call it behavior modification for a while. But if our hearts are not tied to the worship and enjoyment, or however you want to call it, of Jesus, it's uh, it's going to be a futile effort. We're going to talk about that a little bit today, and. Uh, as Piper says, he says, enjoying Jesus, not like icing on the cake. It's not like this in addition. It's the powder in the shell. It's the powder in the shell. So in, as you're practicing discipline, some of them, and we'll talk about three primary ones today. Um, hearing God's voice, having God's ear in prayer, reading God's word, having his ear in prayer and and fellowship even like we are today. Quite frankly, I was thinking here the other day, it's my prayer for myself, it's my prayer for you that your quiet time is the best part of your day in 2024 because you're enjoying Jesus. And it just empowers that. But you know what? I want the rest of your day you to be enjoying Jesus too. And... Uh, so we'll talk about that, and even as the habits that uh, are developed that, uh, and so forth. But uh, John 15, 11 says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Your joy may be full. Does anybody know what those things he's talking about are in John 15? What's going on in John 15? Abiding in, the abiding in it. It's that abiding. And, uh, and that's where that joy's at. And that's what these habits are geared for, that we more and more and more abide and enjoy it and so forth. Uh, some of you are familiar with the author Brad Bigney, biblical counselor, and I've gone back to this time and time again in the last seven or eight years. He says, live by a checklist won't work, not for long anyway, and the time you spend on it just wears you out, not to mention everyone around you. In John 15, 5, this is ahead of 15, 11, Jesus proclaims, I am the vine, you are the branches, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. 
for without me you can do nothing. Maybe you've been trying to live the Christian life without him, wondering why you feel so spiritually exhausted and uptight all the time. Check yourself. And here we go. See whether you've got a checklist clenched in your spiritual fist as you white-knuckle the steering wheel of the Christian life. If that's you, then you're in for a crash because biblical principles divorced from the Savior who designed them can never produce the results you're looking for. So we've got to bring these together. And, uh, and I don't want us to miss that. And uh, so I, uh, if I get to a point where I'm missing that, uh, get the ruler and give me a little nod here, all right? And uh, the next, and, and I'll give you permission to do that to Ben too when he's up here. But uh, we want to enjoy our Savior here, folks. And, uh, but um, let's go through some of this, uh, some of these words. First of all, grace is, what would you fill in there? Unmerited, Unmerited favor. You got it. We won't go into long definitions. But as he uh, kind of surrounds this with, uh, or this title uh, of Habits of Grace with some of this, um, spiritual cause and shape by God's Spirit, right? Yeah, the Holy Spirit. Talk more about the Holy Spirit in a second. But, uh, and, 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 and this is Piper again. I'll throw some Mathis up here in a second as well. But God Almighty, by His grace and by His Spirit, part of that title in it does not leave us to ourselves when it comes to enjoying Jesus. Praise God He doesn't. Praise God. So enjoying Jesus is a gift of grace. Right? And maybe you came in today really wanting to focus on the habits. We're not going to focus much on the habits today, quite frankly. We're going to focus on grace <clears throat> as, you, as we have just started, and we'll, we'll get into that here as we go. But enjoying Jesus is a gift of grace. But it comes through means. And those means are, again, the words in the title are habits and spiritual disciplines. Yeah. Sometimes that word discipline has a bad connotation, doesn't it? Quite frankly, I hope he doesn't discipline you this year unless you need it. And, uh, and sometimes I say that prayer and for myself and, ah, uh, man, but... He disciplines out of love for our own good, doesn't he? In Hebrews, he talks about that. But uh, so anyway, let's up. Just mention this: grace does not pardon our failures; it empowers our successes. Like enjoying Jesus more than life. Like in Jesus more than life. So I think Piper really does a great job of just kind of introducing this title and how we get our mindset as we get into this topic of spiritual disciplines and habits and so forth. I, uh, I pray this is not a white knuckling, oh man, I need to, or I forgot, or I didn't. Uh, but uh, just the, the end is enjoy, knowing and enjoying Jesus. We'll talk more about that in just a second. Now, Take this thought out there, and I think it might have been Mathis. I like this thought here. It's kind of our struggle. Psalm 36, 8 says this. And you read it in front of you, because what you see up here is what's on your... It says, they feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. Sounds like enjoying Jesus to myself, or to me anyway. And then he says, 
but we all leak. Do you leak? See, I'm like this pipe. I leak. God's pouring this all over me, in me, to me, through me, through His Word, by His Spirit, from folks like you. But I leak. And uh, anybody else leak? Man, I got some leakage going on. And uh, But my question for you here is, why do we leak? Could be a number of answers. Forgetfulness. Yeah, I, I think that's one we forget. We'll talk about more about that in just a little bit, too. But, uh, man, we forget the goodness of God. So I saying, I hope that song stays with me all day. I need that going with me all day. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we just get distracted. We get distracted. We do. I mean, there's a lot of world out there. And no doubt about it. Yeah. But, uh, but we leak. And... Uh, Jeremiah 2, God's address to the people through Jeremiah, he says they've committed two evils. They have forsaken the fountain of living water, and they have dug for themselves wells that hold no water. Yeah, I, I'm going after those wells, those other wells, yeah, and no doubt about it. I, uh, I think I'd written down here, I, instead of enjoying Jesus, I enjoy some of the other things in life, some of those, and some of them aren't bad things, and... Uh, more than I do Jesus. And sometimes my heart, you know, the default is I go back to some of those other wells. And uh, I, uh, some of you know I coached for, coached high school basketball for 22 years. We would have uh, what we call the term in, in coaching terms was, we, we would call we called it game slippage. I mean, we were the greatest team on Thursday night in practice. Man, we... <laughs> We went undefeated on Thursday nights, and uh, but here comes the game, and uh, and we would have slippage. We knew we would, and we drill and you know and those kinds of things, getting those habits and you know discipline and so forth. But but there was game slippage, and uh, and quite frankly, we we'd have an opponent on the floor, and uh, I remember one night Ben was with that opponent, but uh, uh, but we we would have some game slippage now. I don't know if you realize it, but I know you do. We've got an opponent too, and uh, but there's there's a lot of reasons. And uh, so, with that being said, this comment's made. We all need inspiration, instruction of how to drink, again, and again, and again. And we don't have room for all the agains. But those, if you want to fill in that word, that word is habitually. We need to. Be ongoing here, don't we? So we're going to hit three major disciplines, particularly two. But and and I would say that uh, again, there could be a long list of these disciplines. Uh, but some of the others might be some of the effects of the three that we're going to talk about. And, and so you're going to hear that we're not going to get into much of them in detail today. Uh, we will starting next week, but what goes, his word would be hearing God's voice, right? It's me reading the Bible. If you were in first service, it's interesting to me. I, where did I put my Bible? I thought Pastor Tyson was going to come in and teach his class today. What did he say?
he says, pray, read, and fellowship. Pray, there's, there's read, there's prayers here, having God's ear, and belonging to his body, his fellowship. I didn't tell Pastor Tyson what to preach today, but uh, so we're not talking complicated things, but uh, it, it's my hope that together we're going to, you're going to get maybe some new ideas from some other folks or from Ben and I, or, and we're going to get some, this is going to be an iron sharpening iron type thing. I want to want to let you know that, that uh, there's things that, you know, uh, my, my guess is, Karen, you probably read your Bible a whole lot better than I did this past week. And I want to know why and how and when you do that and so forth. That I, w- I want that to sharpen me, help me to better understand how to read the Bible. And I know you've been praying like crazy. And uh, so, but, but what is it my brothers and sisters do? And, uh, and I want that to help sharpen me And uh, as we do this. Quite frankly, we need God buddies. I call them God buddies. You have probably heard me say that before, have heard me say that before, and will again. But uh, uh, but a lot of these other disciplines, you see them on the top, or, or some of the effects or results or uh, kind of an offspring of those, and, and we'll get into those as well. Man, I, I want to hear from you folks and learn from you folks. But uh, uh, by the way, is fellowship a habit? I thought about that a little bit. Man, did you have a big decision to come today? Or is it kind of like brushing your teeth? I don't know, just a thought. I, I, I just came. I don't, I've been thinking about that, you know, when my kids were like, they just came. And, uh, and I'm glad we did. Um, but it, it's a habit. It wasn't, I don't think a lot when I brush my teeth. Maybe I should, I don't know. But it's a habit. And, uh, and I, I think a good habit and, and being with you folks. But there's other ways to fellowship here, too. We'll talk about some of that as well. But uh, so Mathis says is how realistic and life-giving it can be. And, and the word you can put in here is an I word. It's called integrate God's means of grace into the daily habits of life. So these habits we're bringing in daily. Not just got that checked off for this day, time to get on the next, but regularly every day. I question, how might that flesh out for you daily? I've got three habits, hearing, having God's ear, and God's, His Word is in prayer and fellowship. Does that happen with you every day? Throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one test would be when your mind goes into neutral, where does it go? In other words, we can focus on different things throughout the day, but there are times throughout the day that we, for whatever reason, we just kind of kick back and... My, my old Sunday whatever. school teacher used to say, Rob Houchin used to say, what are you thinking about when you're not thinking? Yeah. What's that? Where is that default? That, that's yeah. great. That's great. And, uh, and can I default to his word? Is it so part of my, probably, maybe I need to do a little more memorization. You teaching on memorization? Probably better. <laughs> no, I've got some work to do on that. But I, but 
that's one of the day. You know, I I can have my devotion at five thirty in the morning, and and there that default goes to. But you know, it's scripture, kind of like the song coming back. On, and that's the day to day that I'm that I'm referring to. Yeah, prayer, praying like crazy, five thirty in the morning. It's all done. Got my prayer in. It's not what God's Word tells us to do, is it? What's it tell us to do? Yeah, pray without ceasing, doesn't it? And uh, Pastor used to run around here and still does. I'm sorry, you're still running. He's not running around as much anymore, Pastor. But Pastor regularly would say, thanks, Lord. And he was thanking the Lord. He was, you were praying. And, uh, but... Do I pray through the day? Is it a regular rhythm of the habits? And uh, and by the way, fellowship. Can we have fellowship all day? I'm, I'm, how might you have fellowship all day? I'm at work. I don't have any believers around me. How might that happen? Think about that. The habits of the day. Or how might I fellowship with someone else? Someone fellowship with me and... I think we've got one of the most interesting tools of fellowship that we didn't have 20, 30 years ago. <clears throat> what is that? We got this, don't we? Yeah. Karen, Mark can't get far from me. He can't get far from me. And uh, sometimes you probably like to. But, I mean... I've got a guy here at church that actually greeted me this morning that usually sends me a text early in the morning. Sometimes they'll text me beyond that, and I can text somebody. I've got fellowship. Yeah, yeah I don't want you to get in trouble at work by spending all your time texting, but, uh, but there, there's means of having that daily fellowship in there. Yeah, and as so I thought about this, flush it out daily. What's that, what's that look like? How can, I, how can I grow in that? How can I grow in that? And uh, Matthew says, my prayer for you that you find the means of grace to be, if you want to fill in these words, the P word is practical. The R word would be, I guess, realistic. Because I can't be texting Mark if I'm in the middle of a meeting. I understand that's not realistic. But I can be praying in the middle of conversation. I tell students all over the place that you can pray all day in school, can't you? Yeah, you can. As my old boss used to say, as long as there are tests in school, there will be prayer in school. But I also tell them, don't, don't interrupt this teacher here either, praying. That, uh, but um, realistic and desirable in your pursuit, there's that word again, joy of Christ. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're going to go. That's kind of where we're going to go. But, but I want to emphasize and focus here a little bit on this, not a little bit, a whole lot, quite frankly, on this word called grace. And uh, Matt's has got a nice little section. It's, a, it's an interesting introduction. Uh, just, uh, he, calls it, he calls it grace gone wild. And, uh, and, he, and he, says, uh, he says this, if you like filling in blanks, God is shamelessly pouring out His lavish favor on the undeserving sinners of all stripes and thoroughly stripping away our self-sufficiency. Yeah. If you're going to do 
this in self-sufficiency, folks, again, I think you're going to get frustrated. And I think God would rather you be filled with joy than frustration. I think he speaks to that, that we are folks of joy as we enjoy him. So let's talk about grace a little bit. Let's talk about grace a little bit. I uh, told you I'd get in here just a, couple, a few times here. Um, Mathis says, The grace of God is gloriously beyond our skill and technique. And I'm guessing you guys have got some great skill and technique for some of these habits that I'm interested in learning about. But the grace of God is gloriously beyond our skill and technique. The means of grace are not about earning God's favor. We know that. Not about earning God's favor, twisting His arm, or controlling His blessing, but readying ourselves for consistent saturation in the role of His tides. Kind of keep that before you as we get into this a little bit, all right? And uh, we're going to talk about readying ourselves here after we talk about grace. But uh, anyway... um, you having a bad day? You ever have a bad day? People have told me, you go right here, Ephesians 1. And because uh, it speaks of God's grace. And I want you to be enamored with grace, in awe of grace, the God of grace, His grace. Grace, grace. I don't know. How's that song go? More grace? Greater than... Yeah. And... I, I just, uh, I mean, check out Ephesians 1, 3 through 5. Uh, and I just ask the question, how has God graced us? What's it say in here? What do you, what do you see in there? Anything just, wow. Didn't deserve that. Anything there you didn't deserve? Or everything? I don't know. But... What's one thing you're seeing there? Go ahead, anybody, just blast it out. What are you seeing? Every spiritual blessing. Oh, man, oh, man. Not just some, but every? Are you kidding me? He's blessed us with that. What else do you see? Chosen before the foundation of the world. Oh, my. Why you? Why me? You know, I've... uh, I'm guessing, Pastor, we walked in here about 8 o'clock, quarter late. I wonder how many people have driven down this road in the last hour and a half that have not been chosen. Why me? Why me? But he chose us. He chose me. I wonder, I've got a twin brother for a while. I wonder why, why did he choose me and not my twin brother? I think my chosen. I think he was chosen just a little bit later. I was pretty late myself, but uh, but man, oh man, really sad a little bit. Is that cause you to enjoy Jesus? Man, I think I opened my Bible and read about this Jesus. I might even pray to this Jesus. I might even hang out with his people a little bit more. This isn't hard. No, I'm, 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 I don't make light of that. Sometimes it is hard, but uh, but it's a joy and. Uh, the predestinous for adoption. But uh, how about this one? Here's a Christmas verse, right? 
What goes in those blanks? You can diddle if you want to. It is the word. He's full of grace. Verse 16, from His fullness we have received grace upon grace. Yeah. I wonder how much grace that is. Then I know how much I need grace. But uh, are we enamored by His grace? Are we praising God for His grace? How about His habits of grace? We haven't even talked about the habits much, but yeah, just some thoughts there. So, little theology here. We know grace saves. That's called justification. A little worth 30 years ago, this verse right here was the one that uh, opened the eyes of my heart. We know His grace will call you into eternal glory. That is called glorification. Yeah. Got a little... A little picture of that earlier this morning too. If you're going to second service, you get a little little picture of that. Yeah. It will be cool. But what about grace in the right now? As some of you know, or readers of Paul Tripp says, between the already and the not yet, are we sanctified by grace? Make sure by definition we're talking about progressively sanctifying, growing in Christ-likeness, conform to Christ-likeness, C to C is what I like to call it, conform to Christ. And uh, I think I've heard it it's 120 times it mentions that in the New Testament. It's obviously very important with where we are now. We're, we've already been saved. We're not yet to glory, but you and I were living in that already not yet time. And what about grace then? And uh, I think even Pastor Tyson mentioned it's not about perfection today, but he talked about, I think he talked about it, I think he was bringing in some, um, uh, some, some terms of, uh, of uh, growth in the stock market that, you know, it ought to be, we're going to have some bumps here. I think Piper says it's not about perfection because we're going to have, you know, you know, quite frankly, sometimes referees are not very good. So we, I'm just joking. Got some refs here. I'm sorry if I offended you. I love referees, but but uh, but it ought to be a direction. It ought to be a it ought to be heading upwards, and uh, and that happens through the means of the habits of grace. And uh, so, a couple verses. But anybody know Second Peter three eighteen? That's not a that's not grace, but it is growing in grace. The knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to Him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. I love this verse. I call it grace training. I talk more about that as we go on here. But the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and world passions. Worldly grace is training us to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. In Philippians 1, 6, and I am sure of this, that He, that's not me, that's He, who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. God's grace is at work. It is at work. And uh, will continue to be. So I'd like to fill in some blanks here. It's an interesting quote from Mathis. 
It says this, grace sanctifies. It is too wild. Can you use that word in church, Ben? Is that okay to use a word? All right. You wild man, you. Oh, God's a wild grace man. It's too wild to let us stay in love with unrighteousness. Too free to leave us in slavery to sin. Too untamed to let our lust go unconquered. Grace's power is too uninhibited to not unleash us for the happiness, might I even say joy, of our of true holiness. By the way, I know I, I'm guessing you're going to get this from Ben sometime. There's between joy and happiness. I'm going to let Ben talk about that. You've heard him probably talk before, and I, I love how he speaks to that. Yeah, we're not supposed to be happy in God. Well, I think that's what it, Math is saying: happiness of my of true joy, and holiness. But so, anyway, last thought here for a second. Here, it is the grace of God that gives us His means of grace. Those means are those habits, or as one said, the means of joy. For our ongoing perseverance and growth, the grace of God inspires and empowers. Inspires and empowers the various habits and practices by which we avail ourselves of God's means. I uh, like how Tripp calls it enabling grace. Some of you probably think I'm going into my sixth year here with a new color underline, but uh, this really gets to my heart, challenges my heart. October 4th, our struggle with sin is so deep that it was not enough for God to forgive us. So check this out. He also unzipped us and got inside of us by His Spirit. Now think about that a little bit. I don't know how I unzips us, but uh, that metaphor is interesting. Later says, sin does not leave us merely guilty, it renders us unable. Our struggle with sin is so deep that only God living inside us can give us the power to please Him with our living. So God doesn't just forgive us, calls us to do what is right, and promises a final home with Him. He comes to us in between. That's that already, not yet time. He gets inside us working within us because there's no possibility that we would desire, even desire, and do what is right without the inner working of His power. Then he finishes by saying this, where's the comfort in this? Here it is. If you're God's child, you already have the Holy Spirit inside you. You don't have to hope and pray that He will be there for you. He has come and is convicting and enabling. There's that word enabling grace. is His moment by moment gift to you. That's that day-to-day stuff, in it? Praise God. I don't know if I value the work of the Holy Spirit like I should. My goodness. Maybe I just haven't figured out this unzipping thing, but, uh, but I know He's there. And uh, So how often do we think about the grace of God? After all, it is immeasurable. How about 2-7? The immeasurable riches of His grace. Just made a comment here. We forget. I don't think about it enough. I don't. I don't. I, uh, I've got a buddy. We uh, uh, did some discipling here probably 25 some years ago. And uh, 
I, I don't know what helps you remember, but I, uh, you know, with, with, with the, or FCA, we talk about having focal points, things that help us remind uh, who we're playing for, who we're living for, really it's who we're living for when we're playing. But, uh, but I got a buddy at work construction and, uh, and he said it was hard. He's in a hard environment, one where it's easy to forget. And he carried a nail around with him to remind him because he would often forget. And I, I don't know what, what you have to help remind, because I don't, I don't, I don't think about God's grace enough, and uh, we get sidetracked, you know, and and so forth. But uh, to the point where that nail reminds me of some of the habits of grace that I've been practicing, and those habits of grace invade my life on a moment by moment by moment basis, and uh, and I. I uh, Again, I just just some thought. I don't know what we can talk about. Some things that you guys might do. I, that's why we're here is to help each other. Uh, that brother of mine that uh, I was discipling, I, I just I never forget that. I never forget that. And uh, but uh, anyway, how did Paul see this work of grace? Let's talk a little bit more specifically about this work of grace, and then we'll talk about this last topic here. Well, what's 1 Corinthians 15.10 say, folks? But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace, 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 toward me was not in vain. He says, on the contrary, I... You know what word goes in there? I work harder than any of them. Though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. What are you hearing there, folks? Thoughts? Anybody looking forward to meeting Paul someday? Humility. Humility. Humility, yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's great. I was working hard, but... Uh, it's good. It's good. Let me throw this one on top. Probably most of you are familiar with this verse. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only is in my presence, much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I think we heard that this morning again as well, but uh, in the service. It doesn't say work for, but work out. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So who's working? Thoughts? Interesting verse. To love Philippians too. In the first part of Philippians two, it talks about a lot about Christ likeness and conform to Christ and humility and serving and so forth. And there's work going on, isn't there? I don't know about you, but sometimes I kind of chafe against that word. I'm getting older. I've done my work. Sorry. God can't do much more. Turn on the ball game. No. Got work to do. But who's working? Am I working? Are we to work? Yeah, we're to work. It says work it out. 
Who else is working? God's working. And I kind of like how Tyson mentioned this even this morning. That we're, I, I think my daughter was one that really gave me a great focus on understanding this even better six, seven years ago. And she said, I, I think, Dad, what we're, ta- we're supposed to do is we're, we're to unite with God here. That's a picture of baptism, isn't it, Pastor? Uniting with God in our salvation. And we're to unite with Him in our work. And uh, I don't know exactly what that looks like. I'm interested in knowing how that fleshes out with you on the day-to-day. I uh, sometimes have used the term, I, I don't work out what God's working in. I don't know, I'm not sure where I got that. What's God what's he working in in 2024? And uniting with Him in His work. Or maybe that's in the serving. We've got some serving going on here in this, in this class too that we'll talk about. And, but it's with God. It's not my work. And then God's going to work. But I'm uniting with God in this. And, uh, but I got some work to do. And uh, it's not a, hey, let go of that God. I'm let go, God. And I know there's some things we've got to let go, you know, sometimes it, uh that's, uh, that's a whole other topic, but God calls us to be active and uh, to do. And uh, I think it was maybe, I don't know, it was a math that said, it doesn't say, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for His good pleasure, so go to bed. He made that comment in here. He didn't say that. He says, get out of bed. Open your Bible, Scott, and look what I got for you. But uh, anyway, so kind of the last topic here today. And I kind of like this, uh, kind of the metaphor that he uses is putting ourselves in the path of God's grace. Flipping the switch, they call it, turn on a faucet. I don't know. Those are good metaphors, I think. But I like, uh, and, and just to think about this for just a second, this description. Because we're, we're talking about some of those habits now, not specifically a habit, or, but some of the habits. And he says, I can flip a switch, but I don't provide the electricity. I can turn on a faucet, but I don't make the water flow. There will be no light and no liquid refreshment without someone else providing it. And we know that someone else is our great God. And so it is with a Christian with ongoing grace of God. His grace is essential for our spiritual lives, but we don't control the supply. He controls that supply. We can't make the favor of God flow. But He has given us circuits to connect and pipes to open expectantly. It's an interesting word, expectantly. There are paths along which He has promised His favor and His grace. And those are the habits we're talking about. So, Scott, are you opening them up? I asked some student-athletes years ago. I was a pretty young believer at the time. You ever read the Bible and regretted it? I don't know why that came out of my mouth. I was talking with a couple of senior FCA students. They ever read the Bible? I don't think I have. But the next question is obvious. How come you don't read it more? Right? Turn on just a little bit? 
or open that baby wide open. Like a dim light or... I guess we got dimmers these days, don't we? And, uh, but let's talk about that just a second. There are paths along which He has promised His favor, and we can routinely avail ourselves to these revealed paths, and these paths are paths of... What's the B word here, folks? Blessings. blessings. You got it. Paths of blessings. Or we can neglect them to our detriment. Oh, He wants to bless your socks off. He wants to bless your socks off. And He's got some paths for us. We did, we've named three. We'll talk about those in just a second again. Piper says this, we cannot earn God's grace or make it flow apart from His free gift. We know that, but we can, and here's the word, position ourselves. Position ourselves to go on getting as He keeps on giving. Similarly, we can ready ourselves to remain receivers. Grace is all about receiving, isn't it? It's a gift. Whether it's a grace of enabling our spiritual walk or the grace we receive when we see Christ. Um, it says, regular routes, sometimes called the spiritual disciplines, or even better, the means of grace. And the question I've got to ask myself and question before us, are we set to position ourselves to ready ourselves? Are we set to do that in 2024? That's what he did. Who's that up there in that tree? That would be Zacchaeus. I'm going to find a way to get in Jesus' path. I'm going to find a way. Blind Bartimaeus, hey, you can go, Jesus, but you got to go through me. I got a little, I got a little deal here I need to talk to you about. And you can read those stories in God's Word, but they put themselves in that position, in that path, and we can do that. Those three means of grace again, hearing God's word, God's voice, having God's ear, belonging to his body. The way to receive the gift of God's empowering our actions is to do the actions. There's some work we've got to do, we can do, we get to do. If he gives the gift of effort, we receive that gift by expending the effort, work out what he's working in. Lastly, kind of go back full circle here. We've been talking about grace. The greatest grace along these paths is Jesus Himself. The great end of the means is K word would be knowing, knowing and enjoying Him. Knowing and enjoying Him. Philippians 3.8 Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For His sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. I hate to do this, but I'm going to do it for effect. If you get this book, enjoy it. 
but this is not the end. The end is right here, right here. Okay, that book will help you, I think. It will help you. I'm not going to throw my Bible, by the way. But as it says here, I don't think it's our intent that you just be a skilled Bible reader, a practice prayer and a faithful churchman. That's not what we're trying to do here. Too much emphasis on technique and skill. And I want to learn your techniques and skills. They're going to help in this process. They're going to help me in this process. With the unfortunate neglect of God's role. Praise God for His role. Too much duty and too little joy. We've been talking about that, haven't we? And then this one. We'll talk more maybe towards the end of the class, but probably throughout as well. Too much on individual initiative and effort. And it is my individual initiative and effort. I, I need... You know, I don't get up and read the Bible because Teresa gets up and reads the Bible. Quite frankly, she reads more at night, so she's not going to be up. Okay? But, and vice versa. But I need, you know, I need to get myself into these habits, put myself in a position. But the church has got a place too. And by the church, I'm not talking about this building, I'm talking about folks. All right? The first church member I know is my wife. And quite frankly, she probably knows more than anybody when I haven't been reading my Bible. And uh, I remember, remember several years ago, you've been reading your Bible? And, uh, but uh, and I'm struggling with some things or whatever. But you've got a church here to help you out. And, and you've got other church members too, don't you? besides just your family and so forth. But uh, I don't know. Some thoughts, guys or gals, before we head out of here? We had to pray and get out of here. Ben, any thoughts? to? At, uh, I'm looking forward to the journey with you, guys and gals, and growing in it. And uh, God of grace taking us through it. And uh, But uh, let me pray us out of here. Can I do that? Thanking him. Maybe just a couple things about the schedule. Um, you know, you got the tentative dates here. Obviously, that's more than 12 weeks. We do have some interruptions for corporate prayer, for uh, congregational meetings, things like that. So, um, and then if anything else would come up, you got your tentative dates. And then the same thing with the outline. That is a, a tentative outline of what we'll cover each week, but it may, based on who's teaching, we may change the topics around a little bit. But uh, yeah, so tentative. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. I have a question. Maybe we'll cover it in other weeks. But what are some like practical ways that you can keep a make sure a habit's not turning into like something on a checklist? Ah, uh, that's a great. That's a great question. Ben will probably be addressing that next week. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a great question. And uh, and do I read when I don't feel like reading? Uh, There's going to be those days, and uh, we're and. Uh, where it, you know, we do discipline ourselves and so forth. Um, I don't know. I, um, I mean, I mean, the joy of divorcing the habit from 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 God is is a challenging thing. I think for a lot of folks because we're we're doers, you know, and uh, we like to get that checked off and so forth. I think maybe for me, and that's a great question we can we can throw around here. Um, I think a question, maybe two points on that for me, is how much am I enjoying my time 
in God's word, if it's God's word you're talking about or in prayer. And, and you know, and probably that is related to the second point. If I don't enjoy it, I'm trying to, let's get this finished rather than enjoying it, embracing it. And uh, and I know we've got timelines. I think that the book speaks to that a little bit too, that we, we've got some timelines. And uh, uh, I don't know, thoughts on that, Ben, more? Yeah, I'll open up for that next week. That's, it's, a, it's a great question. I, I, anybody else struggling with that question besides two of us? But uh, yeah, yeah, we can, we can get there. But it's a great, great question. Thank you. I'll think on that too. But I've, I've been there. I'd be there this week again sometime. But let's pray. Lord, uh, thank you again. Thank you, thank you for the God that the God of grace that uh, saved unbelievers like us and uh, turned us into believers, changed our hearts, uh, saved us, and now, Lord, is in the process of sanctifying us. Lord, uh, find us faithful to what you would have for us, even as uh, these habits continue to be concerning and talked about and before us, lay them before us. Lord, you give us these avenues and uh, you give us your word and an opportunity even just to pray like this. And uh, Lord, uh, in each other and, and much, much more. But Lord, we're thankful. We worship you. Uh, we want to glorify you. And, uh, and thank you right now, Lord, for the God that you are. And as we do, Lord, continue to grow us, Lord, in Christ-likeness. Even that's not the end. Our, the end is to know and enjoy you, our great God. Thank you for a God that can be known and enjoyed. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Thanks, folks. Thank you. Sorry to bail on you. Oh, I, got that, I got that tickle in the back of my throat. I got it during the first service. I had to go out and get a drink of coffee to try to oh, I appreciate you, dull it down. <laughs> go, give, go give them some more, man. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's that time of the year where yeah, you yeah. don't know when it's coming. Yeah, exactly I was at a right, ball, yeah. ball game the other night, and I, thought, yeah. I just sat down with these people, and they're wanting to talk, and I'm yeah. I can't do nothing. To talk. Yeah. So I, I hear you. I hear you. All right. Thank you. Yeah.